Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Osmo Early Bird Podcast. It's your old pal Emac coming to you with Terry McBride. One T McBee as we get ready for Wednesday's literal all-day baseball slate we've got a game starting at one we've got slate starting at three we've got a couple six o'clock games and then we have a nice and robust main slates terry how are you doing as we start this i think coors field has just tipped off tipped off getting rolling. first pitch i'm doing pretty good it's uh you know the night's going uh fairly well so far so we'll see where we end up i was telling you before we got started we've got uh a lot of Yanks tonight in the lineup. I've got some of those one-off home runs going. Hit my Jay Bruce home run pick, so I'm feeling good. Hopefully it won't be a night where at uh, the end of the night I'm sitting here trying to figure out what went wrong or what I didn't have. But so far we're out to a good start. I I had happened to me last night. I got I was all excited with my Yahoo team in basketball that was pr- producing very, very well and predicted to finish in the top 10. And then they didn't play uh, Jokic and Michael Porter Jr. from four minutes left in the third quarter through the entire fourth quarter. And uh, the Lakers played LeBron the entire fourth quarter and ended up winning on a three-pointer by Kyle Kuzma. So that, I ended up, all that said, missed min cashing by a point and a half. Really? I couldn't have got another bucket from my two guys in that game. Come on. Come on. (laughs) Brutal. Ah, That happens. And then the great Tuki Toussaint experiment tonight didn't quite work out as as planned. Um, I don't regret that on, on, on Yahoo. At 25 dollars or 26 dollars it was still well worth it so why are we talking yahoo because yahoo is the sponsor now of the early bird podcast and all things baseball here at osmo so i wanted to uh just bring that up they have very unique pricing so uh, i played a max scherzer lineup with tuki toussaint and i still had 16 dollars per hitter slot because toussaint was 20 25 or 26 dollars um he ended up going four innings which was nice the five earned runs not good and then just three strikeouts so that was tough and i think he he didn't get his first strikeout into the until the third inning so yeah uh, it was it was a little rough it was a little rough but you know what i'll do it again because i don't have any problem uh taking some chances here and there and by the way he was only four points worse than zach wheeler who was the guy we thought was a good deal at 44 so We'll see what happens with those other $20 I was able to put towards, or nearly $20 I was able to put towards uh, hitters such as Nolan Arnauto, Hunter Renfro, Daniel Murphy, Cattell Marte, and David Dahl. We'll see. I like that lineup. It would have been nice to get Tuki out to a good start there, but I like <laughs> I like the way that lineup was put together anyway. That's a, that's a sharp lineup. So 
yeah, Tukey was uh, hanging the breaking ball a little bit earlier, early in the uh, in the game. It could have been uglier. Judge just missed smoking one uh, completely out of the stadium, and uh, yeah, it was not a great start for the kid. Yep. So a couple things we do want to mention here for Yahoo. One, if you have not yet made your deposit, use the promo code AWESOMO when you do your first deposit, and they'll match you in their site currency up to your first $30. Those are called YSRPs, Yahoo Sports Rewards Points, and then you can use those to enter into any contest. They are also running some management fee free contests. Now, that's what they call their rake. Uh, their their uh, management fee is usually 10 to 12%, where we know on the other sites it's usually 12 to 16%. So you get a little bit of a break there. But they tomorrow have a NBA contest. There's 500 uh, people that can get in, no management fee. It is a 10 entry max, so you can max it out for just $30. And then, uh, you know, you only have to beat 500 people for first. That's a completely doable uh, opportunity there. And first place is a cool 250 bucks. Uh, seconds, 150, thirds, 110. Min cash there is double. So that's not too shabby. And if you finish in the top 20%, 99th uh, is the last paid spot. You get uh, double up. So $6 on your three. So again, not a bad way to go. They also have a bunch of little uh, single entry contests and smaller size contests that are, are two or three max. And you are generally going to be a little bit better off there. They will usually guarantee most of those. They go off at every uh, lock, every uh, tip-off time of a new game. They run a slate through the end of the, the rest of the games on the slate. So for baseball on Sundays, they run a bunch of them. Because they'll lock a whole set at 2 o'clock, a whole set at 3 o'clock, 4 o'clock, etc. Uh, and the fun thing there is the people don't always go back and look. So you're usually playing in contests that fill about 85 to 90%. So it's not a bad way to go, but check that out. We'll throw okay. uh, some of their prize uh, pricing out there when we get in. But let's jump off here. We're going to start with this 3 o'clock game. Uh, seems to be the universal um, uh, start. And then DraftKings right now has has a two-game 3 o'clock slate, I'm assuming. They will post uh, a two-game 6 o'clock slate. They have not yet. And then Yahoo, or pardon me, uh, FanDuel is going with a five-gamer with those two 3 o'clock games. Um or the three o'clock, the four o'clock, the two six o'clocks, and the six forty game. So, yeah, yeah. I don't it, think anybody has the one something game. That was no. the one that threw me earlier. Yes, and 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 we need a scorecard just to figure out what the heck is going on with our slates and who's doing what, and it changes day to day because hockey and and basketball have been starting main slates at different times on all the sites slides. So we'll just have to keep an eye on that. But turning this over to you. We've got the Coors Field extravaganza here. We have Luke Weaver going against Antonio Senzatella. It's going to be 94 at first pitch. No humidity, no wind. What do you want to do here? 12 and a half implied run total. It's a dry heat. It's a dry heat. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a thin dry heat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, sounds like an environment where the ball's probably going to be moving, and uh, I don't love either pitcher in this spot. Luke Weaver is a guy that I do like in general, kind of in a vacuum. Uh, but right now, it seems like they're kind of using him as a hybrid opener. I think he only went uh, three innings the last time. They're not sure if he's going to go more than that this time out. So concern there anyway. And just in general, we talked about it yesterday. Coors is not a place I typically go to, spe- specifically for road starters. Uh, just not part of my routine, unless it's somebody who's a real standout. Uh, Weaver's a good strikeout option on a lot of nights. Uh, 2019 in 12 starts, he was 26.5% strikeouts only 5.4% walk. So again, a pitcher I like in other parks, other situations, not a guy I'm really going to look to here. Uh, definitely going to look at the Rockies bats. 
definitely going to look at the Diamondbacks bats on the other side going up against uh, Sensatella. Um, nothing much to see here. 6.2% uh, strikeouts for his career, 8.6% walks. Uh, fewer Ks and more home runs to left-handed hitters. So maybe take a peek at some of those lefties in the uh, Diamondbacks lineup. you got a David Peralta in there. You've got Eduardo Escobar who hits from both sides of the plate. They can get some power going. So a lot of options offensively on both sides. I expect they'll be popular, uh, pricey as usual, but uh, projecting very well on both sides offensively. All right. And then the Rockies actually do have Thursday off, but they will be uh, home hosting Texas through the weekend. So we will have another weekend series there in Coors Field. Continuing along here, we have the Athletics and the Anaheim Angels. We have a nine and a half combined run total here. It's 83 degrees. Chris Bassett taking the mound for Oakland. Griffin Canning going for uh, the A's. I don't mind Chris Bassett in this one. How do you feel about the Bassett Hound? He appeared a couple years ago, was a little shaky, uh, disappeared, came back, and has been decent, but those a lot of those decent starts probably have been coming against the Mariners, is my guess. Yeah, I think that is the case, but I, I do like him. I think he's done a good job in his career. Um, he's a 4-2-4 fit for his uh, for this year, sorry, uh, to the 108 ERA. So it's a little bit deceptive if you're just looking at his ERA, very basic stat line. Uh, but still, you know, strong 4-2-4 XFIP, nothing wrong with that. Uh, 23.1 strikeout, 6.2 walk for his career uh, for this year. Uh, his career, he's 20.2 and 8.4%. Uh, so the strikeouts are up. The walks are down. We love seeing that. 352 innings pitched in his career. He's got a 0.89 home run per nine. So, you know, guy who knows how to limit the home runs a little bit, keep the ball in the yard. So, yeah, I think we can get to this pitcher somewhat. Uh, he's 8,000 on FanDuel, so he's in a price point that doesn't make him a great, great option where he's projecting, but he's gonna, a guy to keep an eye on a little bit during the day. I don't have his DraftKings price in front of me, but I'd be 9,400 on the two-game slate. It's going gonna, it's gonna to make it a little tough. And they just yeah. spawned their 6 o'clock slate, but they're going with their unique turbo format of one pitcher, two infielders, two outfielders, and two utilities. So on the two-game slate, it's the Arizona game, Arizona, Colorado, Oakland, and the Angels. You've got Bassett at 94, Canning at 83, Weaver at 72, Antonio Sensatella. 59 you're gonna hope for that high ground ball rate and see what happens uh potentially he's got 23 ground ball outs through his first six starts that's that's a possibility he actually has a lofty k rate for him uh 14 through his 17 innings yeah, um, for. three straight wins is actually boosting his uh average fantasy point for start but <laughs> Just saying, he's really cheap, and we got to play two pitchers. So circling back on that one, um, but back to uh, Griffin Canning and and Bassett. If you if you're getting about a ten percent discount there on Canning, would you go that route? I might. So far in 2020, he's walked a few too many guys. Uh, we don't like to see that. He's up to 15.6 percent walks, uh, but it's a small sample. I think he brings that down. He brings he reigns that in. Uh, so far, he's also uh, top half end of uh, most of the uh, stack cast categories, uh, barrels, hard contact, uh, some of those. So pitching fairly well. He's a bit of league averages pitcher, maybe a little higher than league average on strikeouts in general on the upside. So he's a guy I don't mind. Um, righty righty through a lot of this athletics lineup, like we talked about with Bundy coming into tonight. He's a pitcher I like. I can get to him. I can justify it, especially on a short slate like that. I think he's probably going to be the second, the top option here. You know, I don't love no, I, I would t probably lean into the two pitchers from this game, I guess it would be the way to, to put that. Um, 
they're probably about even for me. I like the price better on Canning, and I think the matchup leans better for him. So that would be my choice between these two guys. Yeah, so uh, let's see quickly. How can we make that work? If you go with Bassett and Canning on DK, you're still going to have just over $4,000 for a lineup slot. You're going to need a Tommy LaStella or ideally a backup catcher in a day game after a night game. You're going to have to drop down and hope that you get, you know, uh, just a couple scrubs here and there because it's, otherwise it'll be really tough to get in any hitters because the Coors Field guys are priced up so much uh, you've got story at 6200 blackman at 56 trout's 57 david Dahl 52 so if you want to go the dual excellent pitcher route it's going to be a little hard which yeah, brings us back to antonio senzatella <laughs> right yeah i think you're gonna have to route roster uh if not senzatella you have to go to the other uh, course pitcher so so let's there, let's so. also look you could go with the cheapest reliever that may or may not play, and if you just don't care, it's like you're getting a zero. You right. could take some. You could take someone that's not on the active roster that is four thousand. Get a zero, not go negative. Sometimes you got to get a little, uh, a little creative. Yeah, a little weird, slates. little speculative on a two-game yeah. slate. Check those innings pitched and who's uh, gone recently and who hasn't, and make your best guess if that's your your route that you're taking. Never right. my favorite option. No, no, but no stone unturned. All right, on to the 6 o'clock games here. We'll focus on the FanDuel pricing since DraftKings goes to that very unique format that doesn't have very large contests. Our next one here is Chicago at Cleveland wrapping up the series there. You've got Carlos Carrasco taking on Kyle Hendricks. Kyle Hendricks has been, well, yes, really good for Kyle Hendricks. He has had two fine outings, one debacle in Cincinnati. He opened the season with a complete game. I say that because Kyle Hendricks gets a bad rap uh, here in the DFS world. People talk to him or talk about him as not being a great pitcher. It's because he does not go usually beyond the sixth inning and sometimes doesn't even complete the sixth inning. His rates are always decent. If you go look at his combined strikeout rate, if memory serves, it's about eight and a half per nine, which is not bad at all and not something you would expect. If he's unleashed and gets to go 90, 95 pitches, He's a steal. If, you know, Joe Madden's not there anymore. If he goes back to his usual barely making it through six innings, he's pressed up a little much for his previous performance this season. What is your lean towards this? Yeah, I like Hendricks. I'm surprised he's uh, he's throwing his a little bit of a different pitch mix. He's throwing a little bit more uh, breaking stuff, uh, throwing a little bit more curveball, a little bit more of his changeup. Uh, it's yielded, uh, he's in the 87th percentile on exit velocity so far this year, 90th percentile on hard hit rate, 75th barrels, 83rd in uh, curveball spin. So a lot of uh, ground ball, a lot of swing and miss in that curve. So, yeah, he's doing pretty well. He's a 20.8% strikeout guy for his career, 5.8% walks. So very, very good control guy anyway. Guy doesn't yield too many opportunities. So he's a pitcher I like. Uh, he's working with a 2.49 fit to his 3.54 ERA so far this year. So he's actually been a little bit better than we're seeing in the basic stat line. Um, at 8,500 on FanDuel, I think we can definitely go to him here. You know, the uh, top of this lineup does limit the strikeouts like we talk about a lot, but there's a ton of them in the back end of this lineup. And I don't love what the Indians have to offer right now in the back end of the lineup. They haven't really been producing a lot, so it really is a top-heavy team. I think he can put up a very nice start here. All right, on the other side, Carlos Carrasco's had uh, some interesting performances thus far. What are your uh, leans towards him in the matchup against the 
somewhat frisky Cubs. Yeah, so uh, Cubbies are a team I'm getting to a lot. I like the way they come together. They're similar to the Indians in that they've got a lot of quality around the horn in the infield, uh, as well as a very dynamic, awesome catcher uh, that you can play. So I really like what they can do for you and how they help with constructions. Uh, Carrasco's a very good pitcher, so it's going to be a tough spot, tough to justify them. Uh, he's been throwing 30 37% sliders this year and uh, only 35% fastball. He's been around 46% fastball for most of his career. So he's changed up the pitch mix, but it's worked out pretty well for him so far. He's a 3.18 x fit so far this year, so pretty strong. Uh, he's concerning so far in his uh, exit velocity, barrels, and hard hit rate that he's allowed. He's 6% in exit below, 17th in barrels, 22nd in hard hit. So he's getting away with uh, giving up some hard contact, which against this team could come back to burn him. Uh, that was one of the concerns we had against uh, the Yankees with uh, Tucson coming into today, and we saw how that worked out. So it's a spot I'm going to definitely keep an eye on in the top stacks tool. I want to see how the Cubbies rank out. Uh, they didn't look great today, and I did like the spot coming in. So I'm curious to see how they rank tomorrow. Uh, but I think I'm going to have some Cubs here against Carrasco, even though he's a good pitcher. He's getting a good projection. 10K against this Cubs team is a big price tag on FanDuel. All right. We have... My new crutch word of the day is all right. <laughs> I'm trying to think of another one to use, but now that that one is in my my mind, I don't have another one. Two games to go. Jordan Yamamoto and Nate Pearson here. We have uh, Yamamoto at 5,600 on DraftKings. Pearson at 77. We have a 3.8 implied run total here for Miami. This game is not in Toronto. It is in Buffalo, as you pointed out to me last night. Hat tip to you, good sir. How are you feeling about uh, our pair of pitchers in this contest? Pearson is a pitcher that I like in general. I'm interested in him. Um, 7700 not the biggest price tag in the world on FanDuel. He's a kid who I think can start to generate some strikeouts for us as we go forward. Against this Marlins lineup, there's definitely plenty of those available. Not a ton of power coming back the other way against them on the righty-righty. So I don't hate it. He's probably not a guy I'm going to end up with a ton of just because he's not totally there yet. He's a development project for them, a top, top prospect in the organization, but they want to bring him along a little bit slowly. So he's probably going to get around five innings again. He's been five innings each of the last two times out. He's working on his form, uh, but he's a kid I really like. You know, 53% uh, fastball usage at 96 miles an hour, generating 77th uh, percentile whiff rate on his stuff. 36% of it is uh, his wipeout slider. So really like what he does with, uh, with his stuff. Could use a better, a better third pitch in there, but he's a kid that I think we're going to roster a lot in the future. I don't know how much I'll get to him here. Yamamoto on the other side against this Blue Jays team, probably not a guy I'm going to get to all that much, although the price is super cheap on FanDuel. lets you do a lot of interesting things on that short slate as far as getting to whatever bats you want. Um, but he's not a guy I love, really. He's 25% strikeout, 10% walk rate for his career. So far in 2020, he's uh, what I wrote down is bottom 5% of everything in stack because he's only had really one start so it's unfair to talk about for him uh but for his uh for his career is a 142 home run per nine against so a guy you can probably target with some of these young blue jays bats and uh, see if you can pick off some power they're projecting pretty well for me here all right let me just get this set up here continuing to our final game of this early slate we have brad keller and we have wade miley so what wade miley coming off the injured list from a strained groin 
He has made just one start this season. That was back on July 27th. He went 1.2 innings, got smacked around a little bit. At some point, he's going to be with the Mariners, I believe. On the other side, you have Brad Keller. Brad Keller does one thing incredibly well. He does not allow power. He literally, literally does not allow power. Would you have his uh, his ISO numbers? I don't have the ISO. I have the home run per nine. I jotted down it was a zero point six four home run per nine for his career. Yeah, it it like Perfect. literally his ISO is like one hundred. Right, which is unreal. Fantastic. Incredibly hard to do. Now the one thing he doesn't do a lot of strikeouts. He did get some strikeouts in the last game. Has something changed here? I don't know, but I do always like pointing out that we talk about some guys that are extreme ground ball hitters. He, not really extreme ground ball, half his ground ball, or half his, the balls in play are, are ground balls, which, you know, you, the elite guys are close to 60, but he literally does not allow power. Yeah, I have to poke around on why that is, and I didn't get a chance to see if he, if, with the strikeouts that we saw the other day, I didn't get a chance to see if he's changed anything in his uh, in his repertoire or if that was just happenstance. I suspect that it's probably just happenstance and that we won't see that again here uh, or probably through the rest of the season, honestly. He struck out seven over five innings is what I have, so that's a lot of strikeouts for him. Over his career, 310 innings, he's a 17.2% strikeout guy, so definitely not going to trend in that direction. But you have to love his ability to limit the power like you were talking about. And against his Reds team, that's pretty key. Um, there are some strikeouts available here, but if you're going to keep the ball in the yard against guys like Eugenio Suarez, a guy like Jesse Winker who drives the ball pretty well, uh, the Joey Bottos of the world, the Nicky Castellanos who uh, are not necessarily gigantic home run hitters, but they're guys who do rely on driving the ball, hitting in the gap. So, yeah, I, I could see Keller putting up a sneaky good start here. And for 7,300, I don't hate it. I'm getting a reasonably good projection on him. So it's a guy I'm definitely going to be looking at. Very curious to see how he ranks out for Alex tomorrow. All right. We are on to our next slate. So let me close out a few things here. While you're doing that, we can uh, – I didn't necessarily touch on Miley, so uh, – Oh, yeah. I, yeah I, do we want to touch on him? I don't know. <laughs> like, you know, the Royals are a team that – you can keep down. There are some strikeouts available in the offense. What I like about Miley, and again, like you said, he only pitched an inning in two-thirds so far this year. But in 2019, he was 92nd percentile in barrels, 81st percentile in hard hit. Uh, he's throwing 47% cutters at 87 miles an hour uh, in, in uh, 2019. So that's his arsenal, but he gets away with it. Uh, it's only 18.5% strikeout, so not a guy who's going to put up a big score by any means. But He's only 6,500 on FanDuel, like another guy who can allow you to do a lot with bats. And he's a guy I at least trust a little bit more as a guy who's not going to completely burn you here. Uh, the Royals could put up a big game against them. I don't want to promise anything. But if you need the salary savings, you could do worse. All right. We are going to have some more fun here. Let's look to the main slate. Let me flip script eight games starting off with the phillies going against wade leblanc 84 degrees here in philadelphia you have leblanc coming in at uh, 6200 on fanduel 6100 on DraftKings. kind of maybe have to think about him there just a little bit he's going against zach eflin kind of have to think about him there just a little bit because they're sp2s We've got a 4.1 implied run total for Baltimore, 5.5 for the Phillies. But as we've seen, oddities can happen. The Phillies 
are built to face lefties. Bryce Harper, perfectly fine against lefties, as is Didi Gregorius, and then everybody else in the lineup is going to be a righty. That's, a, that's a, going to be a difficult uh, task there for LeBlanc. Talk to us about this uh, pair of putrid pitchers. <laughs> nice alliteration. We're, we're rolling the alliteration. <laughs> Uh, I think this is going to be a smash spot for the Philly offense. I was getting uh, very, very good power marks on them today coming into the game. I have quite a bit of them. Um, and I think they're going to be an equally good play here tomorrow. Uh, just tremendous power metrics for me. So LeBlanc is a guy for his career. He's given up a one four four home run per nine. Uh, and that's one six one home run per nine to lefty hitting and one three nine to right-handers. So he actually gives up more power to the left side on the home run side of um, so we can reliably throw a Bryce Harper in there, a Didi Gregorius, who we know can hit lefty pitching and hit it out of the ballpark. Um, yeah, I am all over this Philly stack. At uh, 6,200 on FanDuel, Wade LeBlanc doesn't really interest me on a one-pitcher site. Um, it's a two-wade slate. Well, no, the other wade's on the other on the other slate. Damn. So it's a single-wade slate, but I won't have them. Probably won't have the other one too much either. Uh, Eflin, it's a tale of two really similar pitchers here. Uh, you know, they're uh, – LeBlanc is 4.59 x fit for his career. Eflin is 4.67, uh, 4.50 ERA for LeBlanc, 4.68 ERA for Eflin, 1.53 homer per nine uh, for uh, Eflin for his career, 2.15 to left-handed hitting. So maybe some of those lefty bats on the uh, Orioles get a little bit sneaky with the you know switch hitting Anthony Santander, uh, maybe a Rio Ruiz, somebody like that, but not the greatest lineup in the world, not a team I love to roster. So it's probably more a stay away for uh, both the pitcher from the Phillies and the Orioles bats for me. I don't love the spot. We got one more intriguing one here. Still don't have an Atlanta pitcher yet, but we may see uh, what happened with Ronald Acuna Jr. I see he's got a designated red star yeah he scratched right before the game today or well a half hour or so before while i was doing all my crunches i was glad i caught it follow the live blog for all that breaking news by the way uh with lucky landslots you can get lucky just about anywhere dearly beloved we are gathered here today to has anyone seen the bride and groom sorry sorry we're here we were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time no lucky land casino with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry in that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Um, so I'm not, I didn't actually catch what happened to him. So I'm not entirely sure. I don't have him in the projected lineup, but that's only because I'm using today's lineup. He, let's see what it says. Scratched, being called day-to-day. That's all we've got. So no, no indication that was from 530. So we'll have to see. Maybe they'll talk about it after the game. Uh, but that is... Looks like a sore wrist. Okay. Sore, sore left wrist. We still don't have a Braves pitcher listed, but we do have Masahiro Tanaka. Could get a bit of a watered-down uh, Braves lineup. We already know that Ozzy Alves is out. They do have uh, Nick Markakis back. He has re- he's joined the team. He's been with them for a few days now. He decided to opt in this season but Tanaka looked good in his last uh outing gave up just uh, one run against the Rays he had uh says that he'll probably go close to 80 pitches in this start is he in play for you yeah, so the pitch count would be the concerning thing for me um 8300 on FanDuel 
I like the spot, especially if Acuna's not in. I think he can generate some strikeouts against this team. I think he can probably keep the ball in the yard. We've seen him struggle with the home run to fly ball rate a little bit through his career. When people get the ball in the air, it does go out of the ballpark against him a lot. But I like the spot. Uh, he's changed his pick, pitch mix a little bit. Usually he's around 30% of uh, all three of his uh, fastball changeup and slider. This year he's throwing 46% fastballs. Um, but like you mentioned, it's been a, it's a short sample, and he's only thrown like 80 pitch, 80ish pitches each of his starts. So I don't love it, love it. Um, but it's a it's a spot I'll keep an eye on through the day because 8,300 for a pitcher of Tanaka's quality is good. And if this lineup is diminished, it could be a very good spot. All right, I see as we're recording here, they have canceled the Carolina and Boston NHL game. Oh, so. No. I wouldn't have caught that normally, but we got in a little all alert in our Slack chat. That's something that is a nice little feature here at Osmo. Uh, I know a lot of sites have it, but uh, not many people have as ardent of hockey fans as we do here. We do have the best hockey projections, in my opinion, in the business. They have enabled me to actually be a winning hockey player. It is a lot of fun. I am enjoying it. I don't watch a ton of the games, but uh, it is nice making a little scratch. So that is quite helpful. So thank you to uh, Jay Kari and uh, Vots and Nolan Kelly and all of the other regulars in the Hockey Channel for keeping us up to date on these moves. That's a benefit of Awesome Premium. Dip in behind the paywall here. That little uh, alert will probably uh, would would pay pay for about two weeks of Awesome Premium just because the, neither side is locking that game. I don't know why it was canceled, but you can still swap into the ten thirty game. So there you go. That's. We will Bankroll see. saving information potentially. One other know, trick here, if you're trying to use uh, an optimizer and you remove that entire pool and it creates you lineups that only have one players from one game, it won't let you upload those lineups. So you may have to get creative and lock in a low dollar player somewhere and just, just so you can meet the criteria of having players from three different teams um, if you were stacking the late the late couple games. So that's just a little FYI there. On that one so i will do that after we finish the show all right sharp sharp now that kind of caught me off guard caught me off guard the twins the brewers feels like these guys have played each other like 50 times already this season <laughs> we have a 4.6 implied run total for the twins just four for the brewers kenta maeda taking the mound 9100 there on dk kind of have to start to think about him we've got a very weak bottom four uh, with the Brew Crew. You've got Ben Gamble, Luis Urias, Omar Narvaez, Orlando Arcia. Not going to strike fear into anybody. Leading off, nerd power, Eric Sogard. Okay, he could burn 17 pitches early against Maeda. That could actually be a problem, and he actually <laughs> could be a weapon in these shortened pitch count days. I had not thought of that before, but we know that Good that's point. always infuriating when he does that. And then you have Keston Hira, Christian Yelich, and Justin Smoke. Good God, they have like a bunch of, they have like five former Mariners that are regulars, uh, the, the Brewers do. That's crazy. All right, I'm okay with Maeda at this point against the Brewers. That may not be a popular opinion with that price. And uh, hey, it's the Brewers. The four implied run total will get the, uh, the Vegas donkeys over there on it. I say that lovingly because most everything should be based off of what Vegas says because they've got rooms and rooms and rooms of people and computers trying to figure out what is going on. So we should lean on them heavily. But 
people are gonna say the brewers i don't want to go against the brewers do you want to go against the brewers here with maeda uh he had uh 80 pitches 83 and 84 in his three starts as my dad loves to say uh, vegas didn't build all those big casinos and hotels by being <laughs> wrong so uh yeah i think we can kind of lean into the vegas stuff a lot uh, which is you know it's part of my process it's part of my spreadsheet and that's uh the game totals feed a lot of the data that I get combined with the stats. So yeah, it's definitely a part of the process. I like my eight a lot. I would pay 9,100 for him on DK. I like him even better at 8,700 on FanDuel. I think that's a killer spot. You mentioned the back end of this lineup is very, very weak. They did get Ryan Braun back. So the top half is bolstered by that. Uh, so today they let off Abby Garcia, but it was against a lefty tomorrow. It'll be so guard again. So like you said, not the greatest hitter in the world, but a guy who can see a ton of pitches and be frustrating up there. Uh, but it's really that like two through five spot that we have to worry about here. And I think man is a guy who can get through there. There's still, everybody is projected for over 20% strikeout rate in that block from steamer. There's power there. There's an MVP candidate there. There's a former MVP there. So definitely a few guys to worry about, but I think Maeda puts up a nice start for us here. He's at 26.4% uh, strikeouts rate for his career. He does give up some power to left-handed hitters, one, three, four home run per nine. So we got to watch out for, any of the lefties, Christian Yelich could be a good one-off home run opportunity there. Uh, but definitely a pitcher I like. Uh, throwing more slider change up, uh, take his fastball uh, percentage down a little bit. So he's mixing up his pitches a little bit. Really, really like the opportunity here. All right. And nothing really to see on the other side with Eric Lauer. No. Attacking with those twins bats, big-time home run opportunity. Yeah, we, we – you just you can't go there against Lauer. He's even when he uh, San Diego, I believe, is where he was previously. Yeah. He is just someone that uh, is like a batting practice pitcher. Seventy pitches, forty six pitches, but going against the Twins, recipe for disaster. They'll be one of the more popular stacks, uh, and rightly so. Our next game we have Trevor Cahill. I believe this. I know this is his first pitch this season. Jeff Smarja on the injured list. It looks like Cahill will start. Where was he last year? This is the Giants game? <laughs> this is the Giants-Houston okay. game. I did not so have Cahill in. So. Okay. That's what DK's going with. I want to see when it. he last started, so let me look that up. You got Zach Greinke on the other side. 10,300, but he is going against... Uh, the Giants, who outside of 20, 28 and twenty nine year old Alec Dickerson <laughs> and Mike Stremski uh, are a little sketchy, and those guys have what combined five years of major league experience, and they average twenty eight and a half years of life experience. <laughs> yeah, that's not the right ratio for what you want to uh, see for upside for your baseball team in the future or anything. So, I think in this spot, it's a place I will go back to the Grinky Will again. Uh, he's ninety eight hundred on Fanduel, which is reasonable. I don't love him at 10-3 on uh, DraftKings, but I think he's in play against this bad lineup. Uh, the concern with Grinky is his fastball is down three miles an hour in velocity. So he's down to 87 miles an hour fastball. Uh, last year, his changeup was 87 miles an hour, uh, and he was throwing his changeup quite a bit at 21%. It was a big part of his repertoire. So now with his fastball at, eight, at 87 miles an hour, he can't throw that changeup very much anymore. He's only throwing it 7% of the time. Uh, he's up to 64% usage on that very slow fastball, which used to be 46% utilization. Uh, and then he's throwing 15% curveball, 14% cutter slider. So it's a very different pitch mix for him. He doesn't have the stuff working for him that he used to have. So when he reaches back to get it against even bad hitters like this, 
it's a concern that it's not going to be there. So I might consider throwing a couple giant stacks in there, which is not something I tend to do when it's a bad team going against a pitcher that I'll have a fair amount of. But in this spot, it might be a good idea. And they're super cheap. You can combine them with basically anything you want. Um, so the top part of that Giants lineup, I might roll a few shares against Grinky, but I'm definitely going to have a fair amount of Grinky going against the Giants. All right, here's the, the news on Cahill. So he was set to be make it with the Giants probably as a long reliever coming out of the initial Cactus League training camp. Uh, in his last start there, he or probably he wasn't starting, but he had uh, uh, two runs allowed, no earned runs, uh, let's see, eight, eight, eight strikeouts, one walk across just shy of five innings. So they thought he would be kind of a reliever, maybe a spot starter. He then had a fingernail issue, and this is a new, last news as of July 15th. So that kept him from, from uh, being on the active roster. He threw a bullpen on the 28th, and it says he's completed several bullpen uh, uh, sessions on the side without any issues. He also was going to throw a simulated game a week ago, then there was no news after that, so that must have gone well. I don't know how many pitches he's going to get. I would say 50, 55 would be decent uh, for him. I don't know that I really want that even against a struggling uh, Houston squad. And he is, you know, obviously cheap, but is that the kind of cheap we want? I don't know, 5,700 against Houston. Um, makes it a little yeah. harder. If it was 5,700 Trevor Cahill against his own team, talk to me about that one. <laughs> Yeah, switch sides and then i love it absolutely so a little yeah, bit of context there yeah it just, just doesn't feel like the right spot but maybe yeah, we'll yeah, know totally more agree i just popped him in i suspect that it's because the innings projection is broken because he hasn't pitched but i got a 3.92 fantasy points uh, total so he's worth uh, basically a single okay. so yeah, yeah I, that's a broken projection but it's definitely even when i fix it it's going to be like 15 16 it's not a good all right, next one, uh, we've got Corey Oswalt. Uh, he made his last appearance on the, the 26th of July. He had been down to the Mets alternate camp. He is back up. He is slated to go against the Nationals. So we shall see. I know that was one of the ones we're looking for. I'm not really excited for him in that matchup. I am a little bit interested in Anibal Sanchez on the other side. 7,900 makes a fine SP2 on DK. 91 and 88 pitches in his two starts. That first one, not one, not two, not three, but four home runs to Toronto. The last start, uh, he did not allow any home runs, but he did have five earned runs. I'm buying pitches against the Mets here. What do you like or not like about this pair? Yeah, Annabelle's a guy I'll probably mix in a little of. He's projecting right around where I normally get him, which is in that low middle-ish 20s fantasy points on FanDuel range and uh, for 7,100 he's about in range of what he normally is for me uh, for the season he's a 7.25k per 9 5.22 projection from steamer so he's Anibal Sanchez I mean we know what we're getting with this guy he's a fairly reliable guy to go out there and uh, pitch his innings he's only 20.9% strikeouts for his career 7.9% walk so He's going to allow some opportunity, but he's probably going to dance his way through this lineup fairly well. There are some strikeouts available for him here. Um, I do like the Mets, but uh, we saw uh, Pete Alonso was out of the lineup, I think, today. Um, so I'm not sure uh, what happened with him. But if he's not in the lineup, then uh, it becomes a much better spot for Annabelle. So I think this is one that we can attack at that price and uh, certainly carve out some ownership for on FanDuel. 7,900 on DK, I think it's 
a little on the high end with some of the SP2 options, uh, possibly, but it's definitely somebody that uh, should be worked in and, uh, and would be a part of the plan. We are wrapping up. One more, I think, on this before we get to the later, the handful of later games. We've got Snell going against Boston. Zach Godley going for Boston. Godley is 5,800 on DK. Snell is 9,400. But we have a 4.1 implied run total here for Boston. When was the last time we saw that? Uh, the real question is how many pitches will we get with Snell? Now, he has been priced in pretty much every start like he is going to be Blake Snell of old. But he has gone 59, 53, and 46 pitches. Do you want to pay 9400 for Blake Snell? Let's assume, let's give him 65 pitches. 65 pitches i don't know if i want to pay 9400 for let's it, give him 8500 let's pissed. give him five strikeouts four <laughs> innings all right now we're talking how many hits is he gonna yield is he gonna give up any if i can get an exact number on this i might buy okay so th last time against new york three innings no earned runs no hits two walks five strikeouts he got 15 dk points I and was trying to math into 18 or 19 for you, right. but the risk of what Boston can do to him and what you're using in salary cap, just it's not going to get me there, unfortunately. And that's where it gets tricky. Boston. Yeah, yeah. You, without that guaranteed pitch count. And I did see there was a note, I think it was in the MLB.com blurbs, that uh, it's just a, a narrative note that he wants to try and go five innings this start. That's basically meaningless to me. I don't project innings like that. Uh, you know, so I don't know what to make of it as far as how long they'll let him go. We know there are strikeouts there. Like you said, if he can get to five innings, it's probably a good spot at 8,500, even against this Red Sox lineup. But you're right, 9,400, totally unreliable pitch count. It's a lot to ask him. It's a big salary spent to come up with a you know seven-point game on DraftKings or something like that if they get a few hits and J.D. Martinez manages to turn on one or Xander Bogarts manages to turn on one righty-lefty. So. Yeah, I, I think it's a lot to ask at that price. I might roll some of it on the single pitcher side. It's definitely a guy I'll check out a lot in the top stacks tool tomorrow. And, uh, let me see what I'm actually projecting innings wise here, just while we uh, while we look at that. Godley on the other side, not somebody I'm really going to look to. Um, not somebody I, I like very much as a pitcher. He's thrown a lot more cutters so far this year. He's 39% cutters up from 16, so he's more than doubled the amount he's using his cutter, and he's almost not at all throwing his fastball. So he did make a lot of changes, and it's yielding some positive results for him, uh, but not a guy I, I really trust very much and uh, not a guy I, I think would want to tangle with this Rays lineup very much with. Uh, there are some strikeouts there, but not he's not a guy for me. 5,800 on DK. All right. I guess you could justify it over there. Two 9 o'clock games, and that's it. Again, everything's spread out wall-to-wall -wall baseball here. You can check out the MLB DFS Strategy Show for NBA and baseball that's going off respectively at I believe 10 and 11 on weekdays uh, the goodbye party the farewell party for Chris Spaggs is going to be Friday he will be announcing that uh, where his new landing spot I know where it is he's stepping outside of the DFS realm but not the sports realm 
Tune in on Friday and find out, but this is his last few days of shows. He made his announcement on uh, Live Before Lock tonight with Alex Baker. So there we are. So you want to come say, give a shout out to Spags uh, for all the hard work and fun he's brought us for the last two and a half years. You can definitely do that. He will be doing shows each of the next three days uh, as he does his farewell tour. We have Make Jordan. Sure those thumbs up for him. Absolutely. He was, a, yeah. he was an unexpected vice presidential pick for Joe Biden, but hey. I you know. know. I know. I, I don't think he's 35. Oh, but you don't have to be 35. <laughs> That's just for president. So there you go. I think so, yeah. All right. Plus, we can lie about that sort of thing. Yeah. <laughs> Jordan Lyles, 90 pitches, 78-27. I feel good for 85-90 pitches in this one against the Mariners. 7,300. I'm okay with it on DK. Taiwan Walker has been good. Kind of good. Maybe. Kind of good. He is a guy that had, uh, let's see, he was traded with with Cattell Marte to Arizona. Oh, I said, we said who came back, and it was Segura. I yeah, Segura, the, and it was yeah. someone like yeah. it's not in the league anymore. Right? Uh, yeah, it wasn't. They didn't win the trade. <laughs> that hasn't pitched <laughs> since 2018 for a 2015 <laughs> trade. Uh, but Walker had a couple. Wait for it. Snake bitten years in Arizona. Mm-hmm. See, I see what, what you did, did there. there. See what I did there? <laughs> All right. But he is has strikeout upside. We got to see it against Oakland. He had eight and seven innings. His other two starts, more apropos of what we should expect from him. Uh, three innings and change in both of those. Four and five earned runs. Uh, three and one strikeout. Home run hasn't really got to him yet. Just two allowed on the year. But I don't know what to do. With him against Texas, sounds like the roof most likely will be closed. They did open it two days ago. They, I read a few articles on it. They just wanted to see what it would be like with it open because they hadn't had it open yet uh, but, since they started the stadium. They said, yeah, we knew it was going to be hot, but whatever. We just kind of wanted to see what it would be like. Now we know. Uh, we will adjust accordingly when the weather changes. Close it back up, boys. Yeah, exactly. Roll them up. So <laughs> you beat me to it. <laughs> little uh, Chevy Chase, uh, the original vacation. That's right. Family 15% trip. of the audience got that reference. Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> Got to be careful in Chicago. All right. Uh, what do you want to do with this before we get to our final game? I'm good with Lyles. I'll roll yeah. the dice with Walker. He's like a 10%er for me. I think that makes a ton of sense. Um, I like the price on both sites for both of these pitchers, really. Lyles at 7,300 is, you know, it's uh, it's trending toward the higher side for him, but in this matchup against the Mariners, it's fine. Um, so I like both pitchers at, at the price. Uh, for reasonable ownership shares don't go nuts with it you know but uh yeah walker i think there's a ton of strikeouts available in this lineup so we could see that strikeout upside emerge it's not a kid that i totally trust by any means uh he's got a bumpy five seven uh, five four oh xfip uh but that's better than his five seven nine era so far this year he's walked 10 percent of hitters this year so we want to see that come down for sure uh but he is like you said he's limited uh power he's only allowed two home runs so far this year and what I really like is he's a 75th percentile in barrels and a 67th percentile in hard hit rate. So he's doing better than league average in those categories. So it's, it's, it's a growing pitcher. It's a kid that we will take some lumps with if we roll him out there from time to time. But I think we could also capture some upside, and I don't think he's going to be crazy high owned. Lyle's on the other side of things. Not a big strikeout guy. Um, not a great guy at uh, limiting the home runs or limiting the opportunities. But I can – justify pitching basically anybody against this Mariners lineup most of the time. And at that price, I'm going to have some shares. I think he lets you do basically anything you want with your, with your offense, with your lineups. There's enough swing and miss in this Mariners lineup and enough lack of talent overall 
that if he gets away from the big lefties, doesn't worry about a Kyle Seager, doesn't give up anything to uh, emerging star Kyle Lewis, I think he's going to be okay here. All right, that gets us to our final game before I go fix some hockey lineups. Last game of the night, Zach Davies, the unenviable task of going against the Los Angeles Dodgers. They have a 4.8 implied run total. It's going to be in the low 80s in Los Angeles for this local 640 start. Julio Urias going on the other side, just a 3.8 implied run total there for the Dodgers. That is something to consider. The question we have on Urias is how much will he get to stay in the game? He has gone 78, 90, and 78 pitches. Pencil him in for 85. Uh, I don't see him going over 90. I could see him going as low as 70. He's a talented, talented guy. They've brought him along slowly the last couple seasons, limiting his, his pitch counts in games, not always letting him start. Some, you know, Down the stretch, he kind of comes in as a reliever, but he doesn't work on back-to-back days. They're not going to screw around with this because they think he's the best pitcher that they have and the heir apparent to Clayton Kershaw. Will he reach Kershaw's heights? We do not know, but they are going to give him every chance to do so. Do you want to pay 9700 for him? I think I do. Yeah, I think I think you do. I think uh, it's a good idea on DraftKings. I am much more excited about it on FanDuel where he's 7800 which is a killer price. Uh, I don't even worry very much about the pitch count unless he's only going to throw like 50-60, which is not the case. Uh, so I think that is a dynamite spot, uh, getting a very, very strong projection on him. I'm going to be going to him quite a bit on FanDuel. <clears throat> Excuse me. On DraftKings, uh, yeah, 9700 is a big price tag but I think it's totally justifiable here. Uh, The kid, like you said, he's a top, top prospect. He's already shown a ton of quality in 2019 in that kind of mixed bag role that you described. He was top hundredth percentile in exit velocity and hard hit rate in the league. 92nd percentile in barrels, 94th in fastball spin rate. This is a very high end pitcher when he gets his opportunity. He didn't have a ton of, that was over 79 innings again in, uh, you know, various roles, sometimes out of the pen. Uh, but this year he's you know 91st percentile in hard hit rate so far, 75th in exit below, 72nd in barrels. So he is a quality kid, 420 xFIP in uh, 199 innings for his career. Love the spot, loved getting to him. Davies on the other side, probably not a guy who's going to burn you very often. But I don't like the spot against this Dodgers offense. Not getting a strong projection for him. Uh, 8200 I think is too much to ask for him on DraftKings. 7600 is a lot on FanDuel, uh, particularly in this matchup. He's not a strikeout guy. He's a reasonable pitcher in real life, uh, but again, that's basically all he is. 103, 1.03 home run per nine for his career, 16.9% strikeout. Not a lot to see here for DFS purposes. All right, that is going to do it for us. That was a fun one. Any final thoughts here? No, I think we covered it all. A lot of uh, ground covered, so I'm looking forward to going and checking. Uh, hopefully my lineups didn't fall apart while we were talking. <laughs> yes, that is. And now I'm going to go find out why uh, the Carolina NHL game was canceled. Yeah, I hope that was for some weird arena reason or something like that, leaky roof or something, and not uh, the worst-case scenario in uh, the way these days go. Just trying my to New York Rangers, it. speaking of hockey, won the, uh, won the draft lotto. In a year where there's a generational uh, talent available. I, it might have been an issue. Okay, here we go. There was the length of the Lightning and Blue Jackets game one made this one cancel. Okay. They, they had gone into triple overtime, and I stopped, I stopped looking oh, at it. 
Yes. That, oh, like, wow. okay. There was a, one of the goalies was going to have a 70 save game. Oh, shit. Yeah. So that, yeah. that's what it was. So they've just, they've done it to first thing in the morning at, t- at 11 a.m. But oh, DK, DK and FanDuel have pulled it from their slates. So got to turn that rake. But in any event, that's what happened there. So I was, I was worried about a Rudy Gobert moment. We don't have to worry about that. Yes. Good. Any good, good, further. good. All right. Well, with that, gamers, we are going to get on out of here. Good luck. <laughs>